OG Podcast Network presents. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, man. He's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my was power, Earth 2 with features. Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me as always are some of my sidekicks. Uh, Mauer. Beep you! I don't like going right to you. <laughs> I don't like being anywhere near you. You're too close. Back up. Alright. Well, this might sound a little different. It might. Because we're not home. <laughs> no, we, uh, <laughs> we've hijacked the studio of Comic Playground, and, and we have a special guest, the most important person that we've met all weekend, the one and only Mojo Juju, Miss Juliet Caliendo. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing, Juliet? Good. Good? Are you excited uh, to be here? You okay with yep. that nickname? I don't care. All right. Have you had any other nicknames? I don't think so. I love Mojo Juju, though. I do, too. She is a super brain when it comes to comics, we found out the other night. Specifically what? The... The MCU. There it is. There it is. So the MCU is your... You're kind of... Your area you stay in. The bread and butter. Um, Favorite part of the MCU is? I don't know. All of it? All right, well, we're going to talk. It's the Wednesday show. That's where we talk about the news. The new news. Uh, guys, guys, I, uh, I'm here too. No one cares yeah. about you. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, uh, thank you. Uh, the, uh, Frank Caliendo, I'll introduce myself on the show. The, the, uh, You're taking up a lot of my time here, buddy. Yeah, let's get to the news. Juliet <laughs> Caliendo, Frank Caliendo, let's uh, comic play around. Who cares about it? All right, let's go. All right, comic-related current events. Comic-related current events. Comic-related yeah. current events? There you go. He okay. wants to contribute, and then we throw it to him. He does I didn't He's not know. even looking. I wasn't sure. Comic-related current events. Comic-related current events. Comic-related current events. There Comic related it is. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. All right. So what are we going to be talking about today? Well, first off, there was a, I'm going to say, accidental Marvel-DC crossover uh, that recently happened in the book, so I want to go into that. And Mike McDola talks about the upcoming Hellboy Netflix show. Deadpool is supposed to have multiple projects in the MCU. No way. Ooh, that's way, awesome. Way. And that's going to happen a lot later, so tune in. Uh, all right, so wait, let's just jump into you what guys we normally do. Teasers. Do. Wow, who would have thought? <laughs> Taking notes. <laughs> that's why you're here. I have a pencil and notes. And I need a coffee. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Uh, so let's just jump right into comics. So the way we normally do this, if you're new to the show, we're going to talk comics, then we're going to talk TV news, then we're going to move into the movies. So right off the bat... Or the Mojo Juju section the of the Mojo show. The Mojo Juju section. <laughs> I think that's what we're just going to name it from now on. It's yeah. just the Mojo Juju. Dedicated. <laughs> All right, so what's going on in the world of comics, Mr. Mawa? So we... You know, I, I think I'm going to start this, but you really are going to take this home. Uh, Heroes in Crisis 9 is going to see an attempt to save Wally. Um, and as we saw all last in Heroes in Crisis, you know, he was going to kill himself in the, from the past to the future because of his Flash. mass murder and it's Flash Zoom and well, everybody's faster than him. Back it up. Oh. Back it up. 
What's Heroes in Crisis? Heroes in Crisis is the latest comic where there was a sanctuary called Sanctuary <laughs> where heroes and villains could go to deal with their post-traumatic stress. And during a time there, Wally uh, released some speed force and killed a whole bunch of people and then decided that, you know what? I might be a hero, but I'd rather just frame other heroes and villains for doing this rather than own up to it. So here's the thing. I'm a giant Wally West fan. Features is a giant Wally West fan. That was the flash I had growing up. And they, go, they went through a whole lot to bring Wally West, the one that we knew growing up, back into the world. And then all of a sudden, about a year and a half later, he becomes a mass murderer. And we're all like, why, why go through all this? Because he's terrible. Now, what? Again, first off, everything you like about the flash is because of Wally West. I'm just going to... Throw that out there. Yeah, I know. I heard it all weekend. That's <laughs> all he talks about. Oh, everything you like about Barry is I, really Wally. Because <laughs> that's important to know. Isn't this whole thing about teaching you comics, Frank? It's uh, well. Now you're learning. Yeah, I, I feel like it, but I'm learning in an angry way. <laughs> Have you not met us? Yeah, no. I starting to get used to it. I guess it's the Philly way. <laughs> Truth. It's um, not all cheesecakes and fun. It's a little bit of snow snowball throwing. Well, we wow. are yeah. we going sports on us. Wow, was, yeah. that, was that hitting Santa Claus? Yeah. I didn't is that say that. I didn't say that. I just, you snow were in Arizona. Come on. <laughs> well, we were just recently at Fan Fest and we got a chance to talk to Brian Augustine, who. Uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion? Fan Fusion. Oh, uh, um, actually, okay. oh. Uh, I believe it was uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion. And Brian Augustine, if you're unaware, is pretty much who put Mark Wade on the map and who's also put Wally West truly on the map. Uh, so he was the editor at the time, and we got a chance to talk to him for a second about this topic of Heroes in Crisis. And by we got to talk about it for a second, uh, Menti went up and fanboyed about Wally West. All right. Yeah, I did. I mean, it's true. It, there wasn't a we. It was, hi, Brian. And he comes in, can I talk about Wally West? <laughs> he had a lot to tell me, and that's what I thought was very interesting about what did he tell you? said news here. He was talking about how he goes, I want you to keep in mind what this story is, it's all psychological. So you don't necessarily need to believe everything that you're reading just yet. It hasn't finished. Because I don't know but if you remember, go, go back to when the last issue of this came out and features and I were pissed. That's pretty true. So uh, I'm still very much involved with the story. I still think that this might be the setup to what Doomsday Clock has been. If you're new to D DC Comics right now, Doomsday Clock is a huge story where the Watchmen are now crossing over. Um, and But we don't know where it fits in the timeline. So it seems like this is the catalyst to that. And if Wally's playing a big role to that, then now everything's starting to fall in line and make sense to why they brought him back in the first place. So uh, I'm very excited for this book. If you've been reading it, please check it out. Uh, put it in the comments to what you think. Are you a Wally West fan? If not, you know, sorry. Well... Can we get to cool news? Uh, hold on one second. I want to have a little side note. I believe Brian Augustine is going to start recording his own podcast here uh, at the studio. Not just because I'm a great person and I have a cool studio that's being built, but because of you guys as well. And uh, we'll get to this later in the week. But uh, he did say that our panel was the best panel he's ever been on. And he meant he said that at least three or four times. And uh, I think that's a great tribute to not only me but what you guys did and uh completely made so we'll move on but i just want to give that little side note because i want everybody to know about this studio and how great it is i got him to sign three wally west books and he goes and this is with love for those questions oh <laughs> thanks man and i was like what did you think of the follow-ups those were mine <laughs> i didn't know there were follow-ups <laughs> great the next news is going to get frank to be all over it and i'm not really re looking forward to that we've got some uh kingdom come news and for those of you that don't know what kingdom come is it was a four-issue Elseworld story uh, that came out in 1996 
uh, where the Justice League abandoned everybody and a superhero that was bloodthirsty and out for vengeance kind of rose up. Um, but the big thing for that is it was done by the super talented Alex Ross for the art. Oh, good friend of mine from Twitter. <laughs> yeah, go on, whatever you want. I, you know, he DMs me. <laughs> so uh, recently, you know what the, I think the funniest part about this news is, is it's it, although it is Kingdom Come news, it's really Young Justice news, but nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, again, Young Justice recently has been traveling the multiverse. Uh, they were just in Gem World, which uh, debuted in 1983. It's where the fairies reside. It appeared in Neil Gaiman's The Book of Magic. Um, I've never really read that kind of stuff. It's a little outside my Hellboy, Ghost Rider, Constantine-type world. Well, this isn't the first time that this has happened. No. So it's the, my favorite part about how Kingdom Come is kind of evolved over the time being an elseworld story to now kind of bring into the main continuity is that uh one of the crises not final crisis a crisis yeah one of the i think the middle crisis the second infinity um but anyway in that storyline you had um you had the heroes from heroes eric's not here i'm still on heroes in crisis from wally west heroes from (laughs) From get out of it from kingdom come so the kingdom come heroes are looking at the dc heroes the modern ones and going you guys aren't doing you're not pulling your weight you're not true heroes you're letting too many horrible things happen we need to come over there and fix your problems essentially how that that book worked that was the crazy one where you had old superman new superman they were they were hitting each other so hard that reality was starting to shatter around them i mean it was it's a really crazy book but they hadn't done anything like that in a long time so the fact that they're bringing those back into the fold is pretty exciting yep and so you've got the young justice going to uh the kingdom come world the one thing they haven't talked about is a big part of that world is the look of it you know the art of alex ross really did define how those characters looked so what are they going to do are they going to change the artistic style are they going to modernize it and not make it that you know painted you know realistic world well that's what they did in the crisis so, so in, the, in the crisis, we got like the, the kind of look. We got gray hair Superman, but it wasn't that you know, ultra-realistic Alex Ross detail. So we will see what happens. Um, staying in the DC world, we've got ties to, and this is going to be some spoilers, to the Flash Batman uh, The Price book. So as you know, at the end of The Price, uh, they jumped in time forward and said that heroes were betraying them, but there was one hero who kind of warned them about this. The price that was um, that was the Batman vs. Flash. Yes, that was. And by the way, that was the Flash for once showing us that he could take Batman. Yes. Um, well, features isn't here to say Batman always wins. Yeah, that one he wasn't going to win that. <laughs> um, this right, is. Should I do it for him as yeah. Morgan Freeman or something? Like, sure. Batman always wins. <laughs> Sunny. <laughs> All right. Anytime you want to chime in with that, that's sure. Specifically, Morgan Freeman. Nobody else does. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Actually, the rest of the show, if you're just Morgan, no problem. <laughs> but I just do. I know. <laughs> um, it's a little in depth. So, in Action Comics 1011, Batman always wins. <laughs> there's a criminal organization that's been going around called Leviathan. Nobody really knows who's in charge of it, who it is, uh, but they're going around. And taking over and knocking out major organizations. This They've, is the, the Leviathan was a big deal because it's one of Brian Michael Bendis' like first introductions to the DC world. So when he moved over from Marvel, that was like his big thing. They kept they kept hinting at it. Right? They kept there would be like certain panels where most of it was just text that would say Leviathan, and they were like, "What in the hell is this?" So this is us finally getting an idea, right? Well, you might not like who is rumored to be in charge of Leviathan. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
Jason Todd. Mm. So you want to break down who Jason Todd is? Jason Todd, uh, second Robin, who we all the fans voted to die. Um, Jason Todd was a really obnoxious character um, that stole the wheels off the Batmobile. Anyway, he was a, a, a grittier Robin that nobody liked. They voted for him to die. He came back as the Red Hood. Everybody fell in love with him. And, and now he, everybody likes Damien. Who's, Damien's great. He's a grittier Robin. He's an even grittier Robin. You, Damien's great. You don't like Damien? Are you serious? I'm just saying stuff. He doesn't like anything. That's true. It's grumble, yeah, grumble, grumble. I don't know why that flustered you. It's pretty much par for the course. Because if it didn't, Batman we would, always wins. wouldn't be much of a show. No. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, we have, for the past 10 issues, we've had The Guardian, which is basically uh, Metropolis's Captain America police officer, if you will. Um, he uses a shield, cop. Um, he was Robin's contact in uh, Gotham PD for a while. Um, he got wrecked uh, by the Red Cloud. Wasn't it, uh, For anybody who doesn't read the comics but maybe watches the Supergirl show, I'm pretty sure he was a character in Supergirl as the Guardian. He was also in Young Justice for a while. Um, yeah, he, it's DC's Captain America. True. Um, he's on the eve of coming out of the hospital. He's finally better. And a mysterious form appears using some technology to kind of mess up his face and basically offers him a chance to join Leviathan and, and join their world. Well, it turns out they already offered Batgirl that offer. And they're about to go to Plastic Man and give them that offer. Now, everybody's thinking that Guardian's going to be the one because of his ties to, like, being a police officer and very, like, he's that kind of law-abiding, like, very straight and narrow hero. That he's going to be one that Batman refers to that warns the Justice League about everybody else that's turned on them. So this could be huge for everything that happens after the button, after we, like what we're going to after all these events are done. This could be a big turning point. I, I really want to say I care. I really do. <laughs> I want to say I care. I just don't. I don't. There's so much about DC right now that I love. All the world building has been phenomenal. But then we, st we start moving into this, the, the more of the nitty gritty. And I'm really happy that Plastic Man's back around. I'm glad that they're bringing back some characters. But I just, I, I, Brian Michael Bendis over at DC hasn't really grabbed me as much as he did over Are, are you guys excited about Plastic Man? Uh, yeah. Batman always wins. <laughs> <laughs> Juliet? I have no idea what that is. Well, well, that's good to know. So if you if you have an idea, if you're not quite sure who somebody is, because that let's, might need to break that down. Let's take a guess on what Plastic Man is, who he is. Uh, man made of plastic. Yeah, similar. He's kind of like uh, Ralph, Ralph Dibney, similar to ah. Ralph Dibney. And uh, he's elongated man. And actually, the elongated man in the CW is more, more of a ripoff of Plastic Man than what actual elongated man does. Elongated yeah. man can really, in the books, only stretch. Right. Where turning yourself into shapes and things, that's more of a plastic man. Like, there, a lot of people will argue that when you say, oh, yeah, who could beat Superman? A lot of people will go plastic man. Really? Yeah, because he can go into his nose, clog his pores. I mean, he, what he's able to do and how he's able to shift his body can take out pretty much anybody. Hmm. It's hard to beat him. You have to essentially, I mean, I guess you could freeze him, but even then, if you... If you Right. Freeze him, tapping him with a hammer. He still, he's, he still comes back. I mean, so but he could be slowed down by Superman's cold breath, right? His freeze breath. Freeze breath. Yeah, oh, hopefully, it's like dragon breath in reverse. Yeah, but he can enter your pores. Like that's how. Well, not wild. if he's frozen, he doesn't get there. It's like well, but Superman's crying. super fast. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Can we move on? Yeah, go ahead. All right, champ. We, we've got some Marvel news. Marvel and DC crossover. Well, what you've been okay. waiting for. All right. No, 
First You've off, asked. They've the, delivered. It's the most clickbait. You wanted thing. to this see. This sounds like I, fake news. It is so much so. <laughs> you it, wanted Green Lantern in the MCU, just, in the Marvel world. You're getting it. Nobody asked for that. Just stop. Wait a second. What is this? I okay. So the, 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 that's the, what we needed. The thousandth go. issue of, of uh, Marvel, there's literally a Marvel book coming out that's just supposed to celebrate the fact uh, uh, that this monumentous occasion. And how they did that was because DC is doing so much better than them, they had to put DC into their celebration. Uh, okay. So moving on from that, what they essentially did is grabbed all these different covers and all this different art from over the years and do a collage on the, the title page. Uh, but what they didn't realize is one of the bits of artwork that they put into the collage was not Marvel. It was actually Alan Scott, the original Green Lantern, who was rebooted in the New 52 as a gay man. And it's him kissing his boyfriend on the cover. And I think they were they, the, the artist who was putting it together thought it was the X-Men book. Yes. And it wasn't. It was Alan Scott. So yeah. the original artist of that, that title was like, am I getting a check for this? Or how does this work? It's a pretty big goof right there. Pretty big. It's not the first this has happened. So, and the Mr. Garson that did this collage normally pulls them right from comic books uh, but he said sometimes he has to pull them from the internet and his english isn't that good so i can see where he googled something to get an image and used it and just didn't put two and two together remember in secret wars when superman's foot ended up in the book right there was a, there was a cover of green lantern where silver surfer was in the corner like this isn't the first time this happened although the silver surfer was on was intentional yeah it was intentional but the superman showing up in the the that Marvel book in Secret Wars, the final Secret Wars book, that was definitely not intended. All right. On to TV. This TV news, I don't know if it necessarily constitutes as TV news. It just makes Moving the most on. sense. No, we got to talk about it. I know you don't like Power Pack, but we got to talk about Power Pack. I don't know who the hell Power Pack is. Let's, let's, let me open that I'm up. I'm in Frank's camp at this point. Yeah, I don't, I've, n I've never heard this before. So they, uh, Power Pack is a way to try and get more kid readers. Like that's the point. It's trying to get a younger audience. So it is one of the youngest superhero teams to exist. And it, it's very, it's somewhat Shazammy um, in the, in the way that it's a, it's a bunch of kids who come across a dying alien who's uh, nicknamed Whitey. Um, and as he's dying, he, his nickname is Whitey. It's, I think his full last name is Whiteman, something like that. Anyway, his name's Whitey. Uh, he, on his, his deathbed, he gives these four children powers. Um, How's and, that not Shazam? That's pretty close. <laughs> it's, it's pretty Shazammy, yeah. Uh, Shazammy. And, and one of them has the power to control gravity. One of them is very, very similar to Vision and Martian Manhunter, where he can kind of control his mass. Right, so he can become uh, ethereal, or he can uh, be so dense that he can't be moved. You got another one who has. <laughs> That's like Mauer. <laughs> that was a good one. Like, That's all I got. Juliet, defend my honor. No. Can't do it. And Thanks. I love the fact that you can't do it. That's amazing. Um, so. We don't really know where this is going, and that's the point of this news. So it's in active development, and Kevin Feige has already said that this is something that he really wants to do because he wants a younger audience. And then when you think about all the shows that are coming to the uh, uh, Disney Plus streaming service, it's for longtime MCU fans, but there's not a lot going on for new fans. Like, there's nothing, if you want to try and grab a brand new audience, this would be a great way to do it. But nobody knows whether or not it's a movie that's in development or if it's a show that's in development. I know, I know. Children being happy. What a, what that's a, your snore. It's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I've been sleeping on a couch for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's closer to your awake breathing. Moving <laughs> <laughs> uh, on. That, that stopped everything. <laughs> Corbin Ford from Playground in the background started to cry. Frank is mean, just like those guys said. I don't know if I should be friends with them anymore. 
I'm says in my opinion, this is a it's a it's a win for Marvel. We've moved on already, especially for the DC or excuse me, the uh, you're still doing that last. Oh, he does that, huh? Or he just keeps doing the. I just I just give up on on listening to him. Juliet, (laughs) we're gonna talk now. We're gonna make him shut up. So you and I watched a trailer together for Swamp Thing. You had no clue who that character was because I'm a terrible parent. <laughs> She's been telling me that all weekend. I know. <laughs> like, can you? Isn't there like a yeah, but service then you, you can call? Yeah, but then when you compare it to my wife, I'm great. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a smart move. Very political of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> seeing that you guys are better friends with her than me already. <laughs> well, she doesn't go to bed at 5 p.m. Uh, well, she doesn't get up because she's got to pee <laughs> to play ping pong at 7:30 in the morning. She doesn't get up because she has to pee. Listen, you know you could go back to bed. I try, but then I'm awake because there's uh, lights on that she's left on all over the house. All right, get to, uh, get, uh, enough of me. Let's talk more about me. So, Juliet, what did you think for the first time seeing that trailer? I, I don't know. I mean, it looked good. I don't know if I'd watch it. Do you like horror movies? No. That way, yep, that's not but aren't you, you going to watch Halloween with your yeah. friend this weekend? Well, Hope's making me. Yeah, so. so her friend Hope is coming over to watch. So maybe she'll get in. I don't think you've really watched any horror No, I'm too scared yet. to. She's too scared. Yeah. Now, does it look like it's like going to scare you because creatures are going to get you or because of the jump scares that are in it? I don't know. Like the loud noises that make you kind of jolt. I have no idea. It looks very creepy. It lo- does look very creepy. And I'll, I, if you go back and you listen, I haven't been a big fan in the beginning, the teaser did not grab me at all. But it's every single trailer that they've released afterwards has been pulling me in more and more. Because I'm not a very big Swamp Thing fan, but I'm. I, if Doom Patrol was as good as as it was, and nobody expected that to be great, I'm super stoked for that. Was uh, did I see the the woman that's in there the, in the trailer? She played Marconi's daughter in Gotham. Is that what we were watching? Or yeah. Yes. Okay. What would you think of the trailer? Crystal Reed is the name of the actress. Crystal Reed. Yeah. I mean, it seemed fine. I. I I don't go by trailers. I know that's a big thing of what we're supposed to do in this business, Ooh. but I just feel like I, I don't know, especially because I feel like I get tricked so much in so many trailers. Like they lead you to believe like we're talking about Mysterio before uh, off the air and stuff. Not even today, but recently they lead you to believe one thing and then the movie it's different. So it's like, I don't put a lot of stock into that stuff. Um, I just wait for it to come out. I want to see most of the stuff anyways, cause I'm interested in the first place. So, but that's just me, and I'm not the average viewer. I'm a much above average viewer. <laughs> that's what we all tell you. Yeah, right? <laughs> We're just trying to be nice. Um, the one thing I'll say about this trailer is it's getting people that have no clue who Swamp Thing is interested in a character because it looks so good. So it's doing what trailers were meant to do. It's not, I hate the trailers now. Like, let's show you all these cool things for the fans and try and get you hooked. Trailers are supposed to be for people that don't know what's going on to get interested in it. And I think this trailer is doing a good job because do you know anything about Swamp Thing or Abby Arcane from that trailer, Juliet? No. Nothing? See here, there's going into the next news as well as this news because the next bit of news is also sticking to the DC streaming service. I, but one thing, I didn't even know Swamp Thing was a DC property. Yeah. I did not realize well, that. So like so. Lucifer is also a DC property. I mean, there's a lot of things that we don't look at. Yeah, that would at. make sense because the show is on the CW. That was how I would have... Lucifer was on Fox and now Netflix. Oh, was it? Okay. Then that's why I don't know what it is. Uh, But what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of, we got the news to do. We'll we'll fix me in in our episode. The point, the point is though, (laughs) it's going to take more than one episode. There are a lot of different characters that don't seem like they're owned by the major two because of the other publications that they own. So for example, uh, Lucifer is a vertigo property. 
but unless you're a big into vertigo, you probably aren't aware that that's a DC um, subset. Correct. Anyway, going back to the DC streaming service. Thank you. Um, the trailer for Swamp Thing looks great, but we don't know how the show is going to be. It's going to be great. The trailer for Titans wasn't very good and left everybody very confused. But the show ended up being pretty good. It's because it said Beep Batman in it. It definitely did. And we were all very confused about how, what does this mean? Um, but it was, it turned out to be really good. Uh, and now we've also got our first look at what season two is going to be. And a lot of people are concerned because season two is introducing a whole lot of new characters. And that's a lot to try and f- cram in. But we did get our first look at uh, Slade Wilson himself, Mr. Destro. <laughs> first look. A dude dancing to I'm Too Sexy in the back of a car. And I'll make sure that the video is in the, in the show post. Um, but he looks good. You don't think so? Use words. We <laughs> had... <laughs> you're grunting yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, what is it? What's going on with you, Tim Allen okay. from <laughs> 1992? <laughs> um, we had an amazing Deathstroke that we could have used. That I'm sure since they licensed to CW, they could pull him over into this and have it be the same guy. Um, this guy looks good, but I don't. Simon Morales, I think that's yeah. his name. I yeah, just, got it. I just don't see him being intimidating. Like this guy walking. Like you watched him dance in the back of a car. Let the man act. <laughs> you just watched a video of him a, dancing. He looks like a pretty tiny guy. I believe anybody looks like a tiny guy next to you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep these coming, please. That's mean. <laughs> My name is not Corbin. <laughs> It might be now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is his new name? We had to make sure it made it, made it to the show. Anyway. Stevie Blunders. No, Steve. Stevie Pooh Bear Blunders. For everybody, I want, to, I want to hashtag Stevie Pooh Bear Blunders. I want to make this a thing. Well, we're heading to Phoenix Fan Fusion, the convention center. He'd forgotten his phone, his lifeline to the world. And then as he was going into the 7-Eleven to buy Monster Drinks, with Menti's credit card, <laughs> he tripped on a parking, whatever stub or whatever those things are, so you don't pull through too, for too far forward. He tripped as much as I just tripped over my words right there, and just then tried to do the running. Oh, I'm just taking a jog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's believable. Well done, Stevie Blunders. <laughs> just Stevie Blunder, like Stevie Wonder, but instead of being blind, you just screw up all the time. And I forget where the Pooh Bear part came in, but I just because you think of him that way. I love it. Aww. Stevie Pooh Bear Blunder. Hold my hand. No. Okay, let's move on. It's sweaty. It is. <laughs> All right, so uh, stick, uh, let's just stay in the TV news for one more second. What's going on with Hellboy? We got a Netflix series coming out. Like, really? No. Okay. So <laughs> That was so disappointing. You know that we got this covered website that we've been seeing pop up. We're like, they never really name a source. They've been wrong most of the time. Like, why is everybody quoting them? Well, somebody tweeted quoting them saying, oh, this is the best thing ever. Netflix doing Hellboy. I'm so excited. Mike McNola goes, as far as we know, this is not true. Mike Manola's creator of Hellboy. Yeah, so... He would know. He knows pretty much everything about his character. So let's say that has been debunked. All right, let's move into movie news. Woo! And before we get into Juju territory, I want to just stay on Hellboy for one quick second and just get that out of the way, because David Arbor had some choice words to say about the uh, the Hellboy reboot, which I thought was very interesting about how he viewed the movie, because he had a lot of excuses and then immediately backtracked on all of them. So essentially, he was just saying that uh, he goes, I want you to think of the Marvel movies like chocolate. And he wants to live in a world where uh, there's more flavors that aren't just necessarily compared to chocolate. And that's why nobody liked it, because they're just thinking chocolate. Uh, And then right afterwards, he follows it up with, but the movie had a lot of problems. (laughs) Yeah, movie had a whole lot of problems. 
Like I know Maori, you liked it. I really liked David Arbor's portrayal of Hellboy, but it just felt so convoluted and crammed together. Yeah, it, but to me, the first ones felt that way as well. He also said, which I thought was interesting, he said, okay, so it might not have done well in theaters, but if you're sitting on a plane and this movie comes on, or if you rent this movie, then you might enjoy it and say that was a fun movie. I'm like, that's, you're really shooting low here. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> If well, you're stuck in a place where you can't leave and this is the only thing in front of you. You're going to love it. If you got a choice between this and death, you're probably going to choose this. <laughs> that's a horrific, that's bad. If you're stuck between Menti and Mr. Mauer on the plane and there's only one way to escape... Turn but it on. It's called Southwest from Baltimore. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, that was a, it was a sweaty, mm. gross mess. That was awful. Um, going into staying with David Arbor for just a second, he also tweeted out uh, that uh, a rumor of him potentially playing the thing in the MCU. So I don't want to harp oh. on this for too long because there's no real credible source behind that besides his tweet. But uh, I would love, I think David Arbor would be a great, uh, thing based on what we've seen from Hellboy. You know what? Let's let's run with it then and just say it's happening. Okay. Yeah. Just, that's, that, that's <laughs> he's going to be the thing after uh, the transformation, and you're going to be Ben Grimm before. Yeah, I'm. I'm just going to be like. Well, I'm going to be like one of the rocks that falls off the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like an extra in Thing World. <laughs> uh, All right. So, movies. Good old Juju. We got some toy news, Menti. I I hate. Can I can I rant for a second? Okay. Sure. Oh, wait, wait. We haven't been able to stop you yeah, yet. You're never, and that's not going to happen. That's that's the beauty of opening the show. Um, I I hate the toy industry, and I can't stress this enough because you ruin every movie. I cannot go a week without a toy spoiling something. Like you want to say that the 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 trailers can can affect a movie poorly. The toy industry does it hand over fist. Lego alone has spoiled the last like 10 movies for me. And here you know, we go. You don't again. have to look. No, we have a podcast where we talk about this stuff. So it just comes it's up news. in the Google search. We have to do this. Right. I would love, I would love to, to, for a movie to come out that's not spoiled ahead of time by a toy, but it's almost every single movie. For example, what are you talking about? Miss Juju. Um, Hasbro, the, for the Far From Home toys, there was a picture, not of the actual Mysterio character but the description said that he's spider-man's sworn enemy which isn't shown in the trailer well huh i think what are they, they showing in the trailer that they're friends but i don't know nobody believes hands. that yeah no. yeah but then it's confirmed which is, like you can have theories but then something being confirmed kind of just like ruins the entire this is the twist of the movie has gone yeah and now, right. for, like but did did anybody really not think that i mean juliet juliet thought it Ju what well, that he was going to be a good guy no she didn't. no i th no i thought okay oh why am i defending her <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw what you're doing and I, you got me <laughs> i thought that he was going to be like good in the beginning but obviously he's going to turn because then the movie would just be boring like <laughs> I well, mean, they put all this work into making Mysterio seem like a good guy and have three other villains. Now, for those of us who know his comics, this is this is par for the course, right? Mm -hmm. This is how it goes. But for all the people who are being introduced to Mysterio for the first time, that could have been a really interesting twist. And we say all the time, this movie's not for the comic fans. This movie is for new fans. This is something new for them. And now we've taken that away. Is uh, are there any other confirmed villains for Spider-Man: Far From Home? There's three other ones, but confirmed? Well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Are they in, in like the, one of your stories the, that somebody made it up in a tweet? They're in the trailer. Who's who's in? I mean, they, they they're supposedly using Hydro Man, uh, Molten Man, and I forget who the weather the storm one is. 
Um, but in Weatherman. But, but my point. <laughs> He's oh, over the top. They were originally. He's zany, <laughs> and he gets everything wrong. Coming in from the north is Molten Man. They they were just called the Elementals originally, but then uh, uh, because of toys, because of Legos, we now know that they're Hydro Man and Molten Man for those two. So again, the toy ruined this. Oh, movie. the toy. Oh, okay. So, but they originally just like the if you look at the original the uh, write up for the movie, they were just called Elementals. And so there were going to be three Elementals that came from another from the multiverse, as well as Mysterio. give me a little give me a rundown on the Elementals. It, it's a water based being, a a lava oh, earth based so being. Elements, right. Elementals. I got you. Um, you following along? Yeah. You keep uh, it up. Yeah, I'm working on this. Uh, what I do is I learn. But in in. Like, in general, that was enough for everybody, and to be excited. Shave your mustache off so you look more Amish. <laughs> Can we? Yeah, that's just a great episode. It's, it's not easy to throw me off, but that definitely yeah. did. <laughs> so, uh, what, Juju? Tell me about how that, how does that make you feel about going into this movie? Because you're like the biggest Spider-Man fan at the table. Now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I definitely thought that it was. I feel like you can have theories and stuff about what's going to happen, but then. Like it's more exciting almost because you, like it builds up to the to the surprise. But then when, once it gets ruined, then it everything just kind of goes away to the point where you know what's gonna happen now. So not that you don't want to go see the movie because you don't know everything that happens. But now it's like, eh. Absolutely, absolutely. I, like, what else? Just imagine Civil War, the trailer cutting out the whole Spider-Man introduction, and that just happened randomly in the movie. Like, you saw Civil War, boom, Spider-Man showed up. We would lose our minds. But we were all now going into that movie going, well, yep, Spider-Man's coming soon. Can't wait for Spider-Man yeah, you know, to get here. A movie that did that a long time ago that's outside of the comic book uh, and superhero realm, it was, and maybe it's because they didn't know it was going to work like this, but Austin Powers, if you remember, they did almost no reveal of Dr. Evil. In the initial promos and, and, and feet and... Um, uh, trailers. Right. There was nothing for Doctor Evil. It was all yeah, baby, yeah, and there was no throw me a freaking. But they, they didn't. I don't know if they didn't know or what. But by uh, the second and third movie, that was what ever all every promo was was for Doctor Evil. And when you saw Doctor Evil in the movie, you're like, this is the funniest part of the movie, and it took off. And that's before social media. So I agree with you 100%. If people don't know Spider Man's going to show up in Civil War, and he just shows up. People are, and some people are going to spoil it, but other people are like, you got to go see this. You're not going to believe what just happened. Absolutely. Because but it's already going to sell tickets. Instead. Really? Yeah. It was Cap Captain America Civil War was going to make money any way you cut it. But my point is, uh, X-Men did it as well. What was the Age of, not Age of Apocalypse. What was the one, um, what was the one that Wolverine pops up? And his claws, they show his claws in the, in the movie for the, the new cast. And you're like, you got to be kidding me. Let that be a surprise. Yeah. Right. So let's move on uh, to more MCU news. Marvel's considering introducing Deadpool in Spider-Man 3. What? Okay, tell me more. I'm intrigued. So in the trailer, there's the multiverse is mentioned. Now, it's from Mysterio, so you don't really know if it's true or not. But it's definitely an option. Okay. As, oh, as a way to bring him in? Yeah. Mm. So they aren't rebooting him, right? He's the only no, character he's, he's the not one. getting a reboot. And there's reports from... Uh, MCU Cosmic says their most reliable source, um, who's delivered 100% of the time for them, has three different ways that they're going to try and bring him in. One's uh, a solo film for Deadpool 3. One is a Disney Plus show, which I don't know how the heck that would work. You're not getting Ryan Reynolds for a Disney Plus show. Well, I think if you paid him enough. 
You're getting Todd Hiddleston. And, uh, uh, it, Tom? It, yeah, whatever. No, 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 Todd, Todd is his cousin. His Todd, cousin. Todd, Todd, Todd. <laughs> yeah, you're getting Todd Hiddleston. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Um, but the most uh, And Tim Holland one. is going to play <laughs> Speederman. <laughs> like, it's not even the real Spider-Man, but it's not even the real Tom Holland. It's Tim Holland. Tim Holland's Tim, Tim Speederman. Yeah. And uh, the guest starring in Spider-Man 3, though, like, that could happen. Well, we because there's such a bond between those two characters in the books. That's such a long-standing bond that it's something that we've all wanted to see. But it just doesn't make sense with young Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man and wildly inappropriate adult version of Deadpool. Mixing those two, especially with the way Disney wants to go with things, it's... And you can't really merge those two vibes well, very well. Did anybody at the table see the like PG cut of Deadpool? Yes, it was Juliet. Good. You saw it. How was it? I thought it was good. She thought it was more than good. She I thought I thought it was re- I thought it was really funny. Yeah, but. she she tends to go to the funny. She loves the funny stuff in all the movies. Like some people would go to the action. She would I think rather see humor in movies. Well, because I I don't know. Like it's it's not that I don't like the action part. I just think. It's it's funnier if they're in the middle of an action sequence and then like you turn to the camera, say, say something and just go back like nothing ever happened. And that's Deadpool. In a yeah. yeah. Now, if you get Deadpool from that movie where he's not quite all the way Deadpool with Spider-Man, would you be happy? I don't know. Well, she's only seen. Yeah, I haven't seen the other. How, one. Here's the other thing. How what's to say that Deadpool can't talk to the camera in the movie and say that it's only PG-13 and that he's holding back. I swear we're going to get the joke where he looks at the camera, goes to curse, they bleep him out, and he goes, oh, right, Disney. Like, I can easily see that the <laughs> yeah. way they pull it off. But there's also, there's been rumor of Deadpool 3 for a while. Like, De- the original X-Force movie got scrapped, right? So uh, Rob Liefeld confirmed that yep. and said that they were going in a brand new direction for Deadpool 3. Well, if that's the case, then sounds like they're already working on something, and this is non-news, unless he just makes a cameo in the movie first before Deadpool 3 actually is released. I got a feeling that's more what the chance of it would be. Yeah, that makes the most sense. I mean, and exactly what you said. He's got the little, he tries to swear it. They don't let him do it. And he's like, dizzy. And that's, and everybody will be talking about it. All right, right. so we, we just talked about all that. He might be appearing. Well, <laughs> Liefeld was like, eh, tell me how Disney Studios is going to allow Sony picture, uh, Pictures, the platform to introduce and capitalize on Deadpool meeting Spider-Man. Did Disney buy Sony and I didn't hear about it? That's a good point. I didn't even think of that. That's a really good point. Like, there has been rumors of that happening. So there could be stuff that he's not aware of that's happening in the background where they're buying it. Well, I think he's just saying that in jest, but he, it's a really good point. Does Disney really want to give the most popular franchise they just pulled from uh, Fox and use it to promote Sony? Like, that's a, it's a really good point. Well, on that really good point, it's time to do that thing. Really? Wow, this flew. I'm pretty sure. I don't have a, a clock in front of me, but I, I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure. I'm going to say, okay, here, here you go real quick. Booster Gold movie in, in the works, but we don't know. And then you've got Men in Black's not going to do well. That's, Duh. That's, there you go. There's the last two bits of news that we didn't get to. More on that later. All right. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at welcometofireside.com or any of your social media of choice, you know, unless it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, since that's really where we are. Yeah, that's that's you, where we live. You can find us on the other ones, but there's nothing there. Uh, all right. So once again, I'm Menti. Uh, Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to check us out on the OG, OG Podcast, Podcast Network. That's ogpodcastnetwork.com or the app. And the one, the only, the super talented. Mojo Juju. <laughs> <laughs>
You want to say goodbye? Adios. Can I get a, <laughs> can I get a deuces? No. No. No deuces. Right. And that's pretty it for the show. Yeah, that is pretty it. That is pretty it. Can you cut that mic? Can you please cut that mic? Thank you. (laughs) Frank. Frank, I have no idea what you're doing. All right, deuces. (laughs) Where can we find you, Frank? Uh, You can find me at at Comic Playground and at Frank Caliendo on uh, all all forms of social media. Social media. Social media. It. It. Batman always wins. I was about to say it. Beat you to it. Deuces. I like how you guys fought over grumbling there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm really wait, wait. scared about is a, a few more times of talking with Frank. He's going to come back with a me. Oh, I can't wait. And it's going to be scary. I want, uh, so can, all right, Frank, let me get an Excelsior as uh, Morgan Freeman. Excelsior. That's for futures. Deuces. <laughs> Deuces. Deuces.